Thanks for checking out the New Hope Podcast. We believe this message will encourage you and transform you into who God is calling you to be. You are loved. Enjoy. Good morning. Are you ready for the word? We'll figure out a way to take some notes if you can today. Today we are on to part four of this series that we're doing called what? Armed and Dangerous. It's exciting. Uh, We are talking about the armor of God. And what's really exciting, I I gotta tell you this, next Sunday we have a special guest speaker speaking about the fifth piece, the helmet of salvation. It's our very own Shannon Benton, so you don't want to miss some preaching by the man. So um, today we're going to look at part four, and I want to share this scripture with you as we jump in to remind you where we're at. Ephesians, if you want to open up to Ephesians 6, 16. So he's talking about, hey, in the presence of your enemy, the enemy's coming to fight. And guess what? God's given us all this equipment, all this armor, so that when the enemy comes, we're ready. So look at this. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take up the shield of faith. Let's pray today. Lord, I pray that as we jump into the word, Lord, that you would speak to us. Lord, that you would be in this place today. That, Lord, you would, that you would do something in our hearts, in our minds today. Lord, let faith rise up in us. In Jesus' name, and the church said. Do you know what the hardest thing to do? The hardest thing I feel like as a Christian, one of the hardest things, is we talk a lot, right? Christians talk a lot. Right? We preach, we, we do Bible studies, we all get together quite often. But you know what's hard to do is to put some faith into action. Right? We know it up here, but are we putting it into action? Now, I'm going to brag about us as a church just for a moment. But it's to give glory to God. You know, um, and this isn't a story of Tara and I. This is a, a New Hope story. Um, I came here about three and a half years ago, and some of you know this story, so it might be old news to you, but that's okay, because it's, it's about faith. It's important to, to step out in faith, right? If you look all throughout the Bible, you see these men and women step out in faith. If they hadn't stepped out, guess what, right? I was talking to Emma yesterday about Esther. I said, Who, what are you, who's your favorite faith stories in the Bible, Emma? And she said, oh, Esther. She stepped out in faith. She could have been killed. She took care of her country. Oh, Daniel. She talked about Daniel. Um, My daughter knows the Bible. Come on, let's teach the Bible to our kids. My kid now is teaching the Bible to me. It's amazing. And so um, we talk about these amazing faith stories in the Bible. You know that it didn't have to stop in Revelation? That, That we have the same power that raised Christ from the dead, that we can have those faith stories too. I talked in a circle today. Um, I asked our serve team, I said, what, what's God doing in your life? Someone, a couple people said, I got a new job. God uh, blessed me with a new roof on my house. God's taking care of my needs. Isn't that amazing? Those are faith stories. 
So um, I don't know if you've been in Frostproof lately downtown, but there is now a cricket store. It used to be New Hope Church. So if some of you don't know, now it's a big, bright, green building. So if you're like, I want to see where New Hope used to meet, go on downtown. You'll see a cricket store there. It looks really nice. Uh, good, good decor. But we started there a few years ago. But you know what? Our church, not just Tara and I, our whole church had faith that God would do something more. And it was scary. Right? Stepping out and saying, okay, God. We feel like you're calling us to something different, to something new, to something bigger and better. And we stepped out in faith. And because of us stepping out in faith, God has done some special things in the last two years. 70, 80 people have given their hearts to Jesus because of the leading of the Holy Spirit to step out and say, all right, we're on to the next staircase in our church. And it's amazing to see the faith of this community of believers. So don't, don't pause. Hit play on your faith. So that's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about faith and putting it into action. And so when we put it into action, it is scary. We don't know what the road looks like. But you know what? If we have faith and step out, God will do some special things. So today we're going to be talking about this armor, the shield of faith. It wasn't, you know, uh, I, I think about the shield that, that Paul was referring to. It wasn't this little wimpy shield here, okay? It wasn't even Captain America's shield. It was this big old two foot by four foot high. It was like a door, John. And it wasn't, it wasn't this wimpy plywood, it was like two by sixes, pressure treated, okay? And then in the very center was metal. And then all the way around the outside was metal. And it was amazing too, it had hooks on each side. And I'll tell you about the hooks here in a little bit. But also there was some canvas. And then over top of that was some leather. This thing was a beast, okay? And so it was really important that the, that the Roman soldiers didn't leave this shield at home. Or say, I don't need this shield. So around the edges was metal as well. You know, this was capable if they crouched down to cover the whole body from enemy attack. So they crouched down behind the shield. It would take care of the brunt of the attack. And what was amazing about this shield, and I love, I love this there's a distinct difference between the three uh, pieces that we talked about earlier. So um, the, uh, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of peace, and everybody remember the first one? The belt of truth, right? And so there's a distinct difference here when we read the scripture. If we go back a moment to Ephesians 6:16, 6, look at the difference here. He talks about it a little longer. He said, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all. He doesn't say some. He doesn't say a little bit. Oh, maybe 10%, maybe 50%. No. All of the arrows of the evil one. You know, the word faith is used a lot in our culture, isn't it? Some people don't want to say, oh, the Christians, right? Oh, the, the people of faith, right? Faith. And so we hear this word a lot. We talk about it a lot. 
But are we acting on our faith? I know maybe in different places of the world, you have to have faith just for your next meal. In America, a lot of us don't struggle with that. We say, oh, just go to Walmart or get them to deliver now, right? $7. $7 to deliver to my house. It's five minutes away. Not doing that again. I got faith I can get in my car and turn the key and the car will turn on and I can drive on down. But you know what? Faith reveals our reliance on God. Are you relying today on you and what you can do? Or are you relying on God and what only He can do? You know, faith speaks about what you believe. So a lot of us talk about having faith. A lot of us talk about stepping out in faith. But our actions are louder than our words of faith, aren't they? Are we willing to put steps to our faith? Are we willing to take up, to pick up the shield of faith when we're in battle? You know, also this, this shield um, of faith, and then we're also talking about the physical one, is, is about protection, is about a place of refuge. Look what it says in Proverbs 30, verse 5. Every word of God proves true. He is a shield to all who come to him for protection. Amen? So you imagine the story of, of Daniel. Imagine the story of Esther and her people. Imagine all of these great faith stories from the Word. It's A lot of it is about protection. That we're under His covering. If we don't take up the shield of faith, we have our own covering. But guess what? We're out in battle with nothing. We've got all these people around us with these beautiful faith shields and then we show up with just some, maybe some of our armor on. Maybe we're missing the helmet. Maybe we're missing the shoes. So we get out in the battle and we lose. We get out in the battle and we say, well, I, I guess I should have brought the faith shield with me today. So I want to go through just a couple things today. And then I, I want to spend some ministry time at the end. But the first one is the enemy of distraction. So we're going to talk about this enemy. You know that the enemy is wanting to distract God's people. He wants to do whatever he can to get us off. So that we'll run this way, we'll run this way, but we won't run toward him. Let's read this again. In addition to all this, Ephesians 6, 16, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. You know, flaming arrows were not primarily meant to kill. You know what they were meant to do? To distract. They weren't primarily meant to destroy. They were meant to distract the enemy. Like, how can we distract them? And we'll start, we'll just keep shooting flaming arrows. So we can distract the, 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 their enemy, which would be us. But the enemy wants to distract you. He knows it's hard to destroy you, right? Because even heaven fights for us. But he knows that, hey, I can distract. 
some of the arrows of distraction this morning. Think about these. Maybe you can write in kind of some of yours, but some, some distraction is insecurity, right? We get insecure about something in our life. How we look, how we speak, what we know, what we don't know, right? What I drive, what I don't drive. We get insecure. And that's a distraction because we're always like, okay, how can I, you know, how can I look good for those people over there? And, and how can I, you know what? They don't care. They don't care what you look like. <laughs> it's a distraction. The enemy wants us to be on to something else, our mind on something else, so that we can be distracted from the real thing that God wants us to do. Fear. Fear is a huge distraction. We fear everything now, right? Right? Anybody scared of spiders? All right? We got some fear. I thought, it, I didn't know it was a thing. That, like, I just thought people, like, people were like, like, just thought they were gross. But people literally, like, freeze. And then I take fo photos, like selfies with them when they freeze. And so, but we have all of these fears, all these fears, and it goes deeper than that, right? Fears about how our kids are going to turn out. Fears about, does this person think this about me? That also goes back to insecurity. And so fear is a distraction. Doubt is a distraction, right? It's like, well, will really God come through? Is, what he, is he really saying that? Or is the enemy saying that? The enemy is not telling you to tithe, okay? Just so you know. We have doubt. Temptation is a big distraction. And James says that God doesn't tempt us. We're tempted by what's in here. And so whatever's in our heart, we're tempted and we go off chasing those things. And we're, we're not just distracted by the enemy, we're distracted by our, what we want. Anxiety, worry, guilt, hopelessness, cell phones. Right? We're distracted by these little screens right here. Right? We're on them all the time. Some of the stuff is good. S some of it is just a waste of time and a, dist a distraction for us. We're distracted. Hanging out with the wrong people. And then another one is busyness. We've been talking about rest at our last worship night, right? We're busy. Oh, I'm busy. And we're, we're, we're distracted by all of these things. But God says, focus on me. Focus on what I have for you. Take up the shield of faith. Why? What are we... So today, maybe list, if you, if you have something to write with, maybe list some of your distractions. Maybe just put one or two down. Two important ones. You're like, man, I've been really distracted by this. And what are you struggling with today? What has the enemy been distracting you with? You know, the Roman armies faced these huge... Like, we're thinking about arrows, right? So we think about arrows... I know that's what Max is thinking about, some of his arrows that he could be hunting with right now. But we're thinking about these arrows, but you know what also? That these weren't just arrows. These were like these giant 
sticks, these javelin-sized things. They coated with them with pitch, and they set them on fire. And they didn't just throw them. They used catapults to launch these things. Isn't that crazy? And they would launch them into, the, into the, where the Romans were. Some were thrown, some were launched. The, the objective was to distract and to cause chaos so that maybe the enemy could come around the side or come straight on if they could, they could find a weak space in the middle. If enough arrows made it through, it would weaken them and the enemy could get in. But the Romans had an answer to the attack. And so do we. The shield of faith. You know, the Bible says that it's a fire extinguisher. You know, notice how important this is. He listed all of the other pieces of armor, the belt of truth, breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of peace. It was kind of like, hey, if you're a Christian, this is your uniform, right? If you work at Walmart, you wear the vest and the name tag, right? So if you're a follower of Christ, you're going to put on the, this uniform. So he listed all these other pieces of armor, but this one was a little bit different. He said, take it up, have it close by you. And even these Roman soldiers, they would work on their own too. They would, they would make it look nicer. They would spend some time on it. And to make sure it's ready in season and out of season. And so here's something important that, that the group did together. So if you got all of these men fighting, and I know you're going to think this is funny, they called it the turtle formation. Everybody say turtle. I just got you all to say turtle. There you go. The soldiers would dip their shield in water. They would soak it. And all of that wood would, would take in that water. And then they would huddle together and they would put the shields all around them. The whole group would come together and put all the shields on the top, the sides, front, back, everywhere. And guess what? There was clips on either side of your shield. And guess what they would do? They would clip together in unity and be together in faith and say, listen, I've got your back. I've got your side. I've got your front. I've got your head. I've got over your head. And they would all bring their shields of faith together and say, I'm going to stand with you. I'm going to crouch down in the hole with you. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to run with you. And I'm going to help you when the enemy comes knocking. I'm going to be there on your right, your left, your back, your front, and over you. And they hooked together. So nothing would make it through. And if an arrow hit, it would usually fizzle out. Or they would have time to take care of it. Isn't that awesome? pretty good setup, right? And so Paul is telling us today, church, take up the shield of faith. And don't just do it on your own. Take it up together. Share stories like we did this morning in our, in our time. And build each other's faith up. We're better together. Get each other's back. You know, it was, it was a little bit crowded in that location. Right? Listen. It was a little bit crowded. You could step on each other's toes. You're running into each other. 
right? Just like any good church family, right? But we're all in it together. We all have a piece to that faith shield puzzle. We need faith, but we also need to help build each other's faith, right? We need to spur each other on to build up each other, encourage each other. I know I need encouraged from time to time. I know Vicky needs encouraged. And so we encourage each other. She made me cookies a couple weeks ago. So I brought the I brought the empty one back. I said, "Hey, can I get a refill?" <laughs> Where's my refill? But look what it says in, in Ecclesiastes 4, 9 to 10. Two are better than one. I've read this many times. Because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Church, let's be people who link our shields together and have faith together. You know, my faith has been built up personally by being part of the local church, this local church. I was, I was at a wedding yesterday, and uh, my pastor, my, my pastor from when I was a youth pastor said, hey, how's everything going? I was telling him all these great faith stories, right? He said, what's, what's the main ingredient? Like, what's the special thing about your church? I said, they're the most friendly, humble people I've ever met. And the church said amen. So it's amazing to be part of the church. And we work hard together, right? We play hard together. We build each other up. Look what it says in Hebrews 11, 1 to 3 about faith. Faith, comes, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. Church, I want new hope to have a reputation to say those people, one, they are faithful. They're full of faith. Right? We want to have a good reputation because we're ambassadors of Christ. Verse 3 says, By faith we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. That what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. Our faith needs to rise up. Our strong faith connected can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the enemy. He, he's, he's shooting them. But God has said, bring the shield of faith. Uh, faith doesn't just deflect the devil's distractions. It extinguishes them. And here's the last one. You want to write this down. Number two, in good faith. In good faith. So you've maybe heard that term before, right? I'll, we'll build that house. You sign this in good faith, right? And you sign on the line, and, and hopefully they come through. Well, recently, we put new flooring here on the stage. It was just plywood, painted plywood. And people in our church gave, and it was awesome. So they, they came out and did two prices, Two different companies came out and did two prices, right? You don't, you don't take the first one. Glad we didn't. I'll tell you the numbers, okay? Because we're all in this together. The first company said $8,000. 
And I laughed out loud. Just to Tara, though, because I didn't want to offend the guy. And then the next one was down in the 2000 range. I'm like, how does that work? It's the same carpet. Anyway, the, the second guys that had done it, they had done all the flooring for our church anyway before. And you know what? I had faith in them to do a good job. I knew that, that, that if I said, hey, can you come do the floor on X day, and this is how much it is, that they weren't going to charge me more, that they were going to come and do the work that they said in good faith. Guess what they asked me to do, as they did before? Hey, you need, we need 50%. You need to pay 50% ahead of time. And then when we're done, so that's our good faith, right? And then, in good faith, they do the flooring, and then they have to have faith. And guess what? I remember him saying, Pastor Landon, I know you're good for it. And guess what? When they were done, we, we paid the other 50%. So, so imagine that story for a minute. Taking up the shield of faith. You know that, that a lot of times we think, God, if I step out, am I, what's going to happen? God's like, step out in good faith. You're not going to always see the next part of the staircase. You're not going to always see what might happen next. But in good faith, step out. Because I've got something special. You know what? God can be trusted. He's tried and true. Taking up the shield of faith is trusting God. It's proof that you trust God. You know, and faith requires action. You have to risk something. You have to sacrifice. Have you ever had to do that? God's called you to do something, maybe financially. I've had lots of those tests in the past, right? And so it's something that we may have to risk. It's something that we may have to sacrifice. And you have to step out in faith. Lindsay, if you don't mind coming. I, I love this quote. I don't know if you've heard of the pastor, uh, Tony Evans, before. But listen, I love this quote. And I know I put it on the screen because it's a little confusing at first, but it's amazing. Faith is acting like it is so, even when it is not so, so that it might be so, simply because God said so. Amen? And so in faith, we have to step up and maybe sacrifice something, maybe risk something. And it may be really difficult to do, but God's saying, hey, when you're stepping in faith, I always have that shield right there that I'm protecting you. I'm your refuge. I'm your fortress. And guess what? When we do that, our faith can, begins to build and build I don't want us to ever be in a place where we don't have to have faith for something. I love this story. I'm going to close with this story. In Matthew 14, 25 to 31, Jesus went out to his disciples. They were in, the, in a boat. There was a storm. And guess what? Jesus comes walking on the water. And they're like, is it a ghost? And Jesus is like, no, it's me, guys. Like, what? what's going on here? 
Take courage. Verse 27 says, Matthew 14, It is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if, you, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. Peter had some faith, right? He didn't just ask Jesus and then say, okay, I'm good. I know that if I walk out to you, that I'm going to walk on water, but I'm just going to kind of sit here on the edge of the boat. I'm... But no, he got out of the boat and walked toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, when he had saw the distractions from the enemy, when the arrows started flying, and he started getting distracted and he kept looking at different things other than focusing his attention on Jesus, what happens? He was afraid. And he began to sink. He cried, Lord, save me. And once again, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You've little faith. People think that maybe this is, Jesus may have been angry here. I don't think so at all. He's kind of like, oh, Peter, David, Vicky, Ian. Oh, you a little faith. He said, why did you doubt? Let's stand before we go today. New hope. Are we getting out of the boat? Are we taking up the shield of faith? Or do we keep seeing the wind and the waves around us and being distracted? Now this is just a simple This is just a simple thing today that I'm going to ask. Do you want to take up the shield of faith? You got one over here. You got one over here. Anybody else want to take up the shield of faith? Today we're going to do something maybe a little different. Would you grab someone's hand around you and link together as they did, as the Romans do when they grab their shields and they put them all around them. They have their front and their back, their left and their right. And we're going to link in unity together today. And let's say this prayer together. Let's bow our heads. Jesus, we take up the shield of faith that will extinguish all, all the flaming arrows of the evil one. We take it up right now. We link together those in the faith on our right and our left and our front and our back. Thank you for giving us this gift. Thank you that we are armed and dangerous. In Jesus' name. And the church said, and we celebrated. Amen. Hey, Tara and I love you. If you're uh, prepared to give, I know we, we don't always talk about giving, but there'll be uh, 
volunteers at the door with white buckets. You can give online. We love you. Have a great day.